0: Listening to Right Right, Season 2, Episode 4. Hello and welcome to the Right Right Podcast, your weekly pep talk for the writing life. I am Elon. I'm John. And I'm Craig. And today we're going to be talking about when you need a swift kick in the rear. Uh, John, do you want to call us into what we're talking about?
1: Yeah, today we're going to talk about productivity um, for the most part. Now, productivity is hard. I think most people... Um, Nobody really would deny that, although maybe there are some who who can uh, just keep going and not get distracted. But for the rest of us, um, how do we stay focused? How do we improve what we do? And how do we avoid procrastination? That's what we're going to talk about today.
0: Yeah, and and this is a topic that's really near and dear to my heart because I struggle very it's 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 kind of like my own Sisyphean stone you know I like get a little bit productive and then it just rolls back down the hill and I need to rebuild my method for staying on track Um, and it's it's a topic that gets talked about a lot actually and I think it's even one of the bigger distractions that I personally have um, which is obsessing over methods for getting things done So I'll do research on apps or techniques or notebook styles or whatever, and it ends up eating a ton of my time that could have otherwise been spent productively. And that is deeply ironic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I um to interest
1: you know, like we're talking about productivity and I think when we all we look at that I want to be more productive, I mean for myself, I found that chasing that holy grail, if you will, is more about the opposite, which is how can I be less distracted? How am I being distracted? And what is eating at my productivity? Um, We kind of have this underlying, um, underlying tendency to procrastinate. And why do we do that? That and it's, it's exploring that problem. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I think it's a work in progress for all of us. Um, But I have found for myself the um, breakthroughs I've had have come from figuring out or identifying ways that I get distracted and how to counter that.
2: And for me, it's been a process of uh, identifying my habits and, like John said, my distractions. So when am I productive and why am I productive and how can I replicate that? And then when am I distracted, how am I distracted, and how can I eliminate that? Um, And I think I've been pretty successful at that. Um, Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, you write hundreds of thousands of words a year, right? Yeah, I think last year in, uh, sorry, 2015, I think I wrote about 340,000 words. Uh, This year, oh, I haven't been keeping track, but I've written... I want to say at least 200,000, probably closer to 300,000. And for me, the secret is I need multiple projects going on at once, because if I get distracted in a project, it's so easy to go on Facebook, go on Twitter, uh, check out some blogs that I like. But if I have multiple projects, then I just jump into one that's calling my attention. So like right now, for instance, I think I've got four projects that I'm actively writing. I've got two more projects that are with editors and I've got two more projects that are sort of on the back burner and they're the plots are forming and developing in my mind so that's seven or eight projects I've got going on at once that's my key to being uh, productive and then also as we talked about in the last episode social media can be pretty distracting so I've deleted almost my entire Facebook profile so I do not get distracted by Facebook anymore.
0: And was Facebook sort of like the core
2: distraction? It was, yeah. So now I've found other core distractions, of course, but uh, none of them are as time-consuming as Facebook. Um, so I read some geeky blogs, and that's about it.
0: I think, I think you know, identifying the biggest distraction in your life is definitely—it's a difficult admission. You know, I—I I, I know that mine is video games. I know that. Um, I admit it. My name is Elon, and I play video games. Um, the, it, it's hard to, it's hard if it's something that you enjoy doing. Like if you enjoyed Facebook and then you have to leave it behind, um, it, it, it can be, a, a bothersome thing to do. And so my solution for that is, um, the machines that I write on don't have video games installed on them, period. Um, yeah. so like I have my MacBook air, which is where I do most of my writing, And I do not have any games on it. And if I'm not writing on that, I'm writing on my iPad, which has full screen Scrivener. So I can't really be, you know, multitasking on it as as well as I could say on a computer. Um, And then if I'm not using either of those things, I'm writing with a pen and paper, which has the only video games that has, uh, you know, are none. I think, Elon, you made a great point in that... um...
1: If you, you know, you, you, we have different distractions. You might be able to identify yours. If you remove it, there's other things that come up. And so distraction is, is just there because there's, a, there's this war in us between instant gratification for the present self and then delayed gratification for the future self. You know, we want to write our book. We want to get our editing project done. And we see that reward in the future. But it, right now there's the now which is, I'm distracted, I don't want to do this, I want to play video games. Or, and if you can't play video games, you'll think of something else. Um, one technique that I use that I find really helpful, and I'm going to give an example of my work day yesterday. It was a horrible work day. I was so distracted. And, of course, I identified that about two-thirds of the way through. Um, I had set some milestones for, I was supposed to get through 50 pages of editing. In the end, I got through 26. So it's okay. It's better than two. Um, But what happened was I just realized when I was about 15 pages in and I hadn't even hit my, I was setting 10 page milestones and I realized that that just wasn't working. So I decided that I am going to set one page milestones and I, I was distracted because I wanted to go and work on some other project that I was more interested in that wasn't a priority, but it was something that, well, it was a priority, but it wasn't related, you know, didn't have a deadline, it wasn't being paid for it. Um, so what I did is I allowed myself a very brief time to work on that other thing, but only when I got through one page of editing. So because of that, I actually got through some editing and um, that actually has a name. It's called temptation bundling. It's, um, it's sort of a um, procrast- anti-procrastination technique and, and there are many forms it can take on. It's where you associate something that you enjoy doing um, with getting the work you don't enjoy doing done. Mm-hmm. Um, I use, uh, I love playing chess. Uh, I usually play it on my phone with different apps. And I find that I will, if I'm distracted, I'll be like picking my phone up and seeing if my opponents have moved yet. Um, So what I do is I try to set milestones and I say I am not allowed to pick my phone up until I hit this milestone. And if it's not a really distractible day, that tends to work. But I mean, that's an example that I've used of that. And I find it really helps.
0: Yeah. You know, the notion of rewarding yourself is... it it seems almost juvenile that, that we would have to trick ourselves that way, but it's totally real. Mm
2: -hmm. Um,
0: There are a lot of different ways to do it though. Um, It's interesting too, that this, this idea that something that we really love to do can be like pulling teeth um, because that can send you in the path of like imposter syndrome. Mm
1: -hmm. You know,
0: like if I like doing this, why am I not doing this? Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's, it's a weird sort of like philosophical question that I ask myself from time to time because um, it's so easy for me to get distracted. Um, it's, and, and so that brings me to this idea of like self-judgment and self-loathing that can come from being unproductive. Um, you know, like I, I deal with uh, anxiety and depression and I'm medicated for that. And a big part of why was because of work-related stress. Um, Mm -hmm. And it took a lot of concerted effort to not judge myself harshly for falling off task um, Mm -hmm. because we are as people more than the sum of our productivity. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a difficult thing to admit. It's it's very like therapeutic, though, to be like, you know, I am not my word count. And it sounds silly to have to say, but a lot of people, myself included, get really caught up on whether or not we're productive and we feel self-worth based on that productivity um and it it's hard to be productive when you feel bad about being unproductive mm-hmm. it's a it's uh it's a what is it, what is that called a vicious cycle a virtuous cycle uh, it's it's bad feels um and they prevent you from working hard because you're just caught up feeling bad about not working hard um mm-hmm. so i guess my my very personal anecdote can be summarized as don't judge yourself too harshly. Um, We all fall off task and we all need to get back on the horse and um, not everyone can be Brandon Sanderson and even Brandon Sanderson probably can be Brandon Sanderson all the time.
2: Uh, What I hear coming through and what you've just said is that, uh, and this is sort of related, um, we hold ourselves to much higher expectations than anybody else does. And we hold ourselves to much higher expectations than we hold other people to. Um, And it's just part of human nature. We are incredibly hard on ourselves. And so when we say, you know what, we're not, I'm not productive. I just, I'm not good. I can't do this. But you know what, in reality, we are actually, for the most part, pretty productive and we are pretty Mm -hmm. good at what we're doing. But for some reason we have this, whatever comes above gold standard, platinum standard, diamond standard, we have a diamond standard that we set Mm -hmm. for ourselves um, that is literally impossible to achieve. Like I it's, that's been a big struggle of myself as well is to realize, you know what I want to write this type of book, but I don't have to be the master of the genre. I need to write as best as I can. I have to recognize that's good enough. Um, and I have to recognize that I always have room to grow. I don't have to be perfect right from the start.
0: Yeah. So acknowledging is definitely the, it's, it's 50% of, of this very difficult process, but, um, going back to sort of the, the overarching theme of the, of this episode, how do you self-administer that kick in the butt? Well, um,
1: one of the things that I guess I could throw in this is a little bit of a different um, direction but it is something that has helped me personally uh, gain more focus in my work. Uh, I, I started um, a mindfulness meditation practice back in September 2016 uh, so a couple months now and uh, I mean I I knew about meditation I'd heard about it um, but I read uh, productivity. Article and there was research done saying it's there's it's been shown that a simple meditation practice helps improve your focus. So I thought, oh, I'll give it a try. I discovered an app called Ten Percent Happier. Um, It's I don't I think it's only available for iPhones, but I mean for me I just wanted something simple that had uh, you know some kind of someone would talk you through it. And what I like about this app is it's completely secular and science based. So they they just teach you to kind of sit there and just focus on your breath. And whenever your mind wanders off, be aware that you've done that. Um, and so, you know, just I sit there for five, 10 minutes in the morning and then I, I thought, Oh, this is kind of neat. So I, I, I do it twice a day now at the beginning and the end. And what I found is over time when I work in the day, um, when I get distracted, I find I'm much more likely to notice that. And sometimes it's just like when you're trying to meditate and you notice that you've wandered from trying to focus on your breath. You're, there's no judgment. There's no oh, I got to get back to this. You just oh, I, I look and I wandered off. And that little bit of ty- that type of thinking has helped me tremendously uh, in my work. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to say everyone should meditate. <laughs> That's more just me, my personal experience with it. But I find if you can find a way to be aware. That you have, you were distracted. That's half the battle. That's like the magic moment right there. It's sort of when we don't have any way of being aware. I'm distracted. I better take some action. I mean, I might not, I might not have the five cylinder, or is it four? No, there's not no five cylinder vehicle. Four or six. Four or six. Okay. Six cylinder firing day that I wanted to have. But you know what? At least I'm taking action and I'm, you know, I gave the example of me the other the other day where it was like I got through 26 pages and not 50. But, you know, if I didn't have that insight two thirds of the way through, I probably would have stopped at 15 or 16 and and, you know, played Angry Birds or something. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I I like that. I mean, mindfulness meditation is is has become very popular uh, down here in San Francisco um, because of, like, the overwhelming obsession with tech in this area. And I think that what that comes down to is that self-care requires, uh, like, a moment of silence, a little bit of a break. And so maybe if meditation's not your thing, just, like, go for a five-minute walk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough to, to get out of the chair and go, but but it really does help. And for me, actually, the most productive writing time I have, and this is going to sound really weird, there are two places where I'm most productive as a writer. One is between the hours of 2 and 5 a.m., which is not thats not a very helpful time because I have a day job and I have a, a life that really can't sustain that. Um, and the other is uh, when I'm walking to work, when I'm walking to the train, when I'm on the train, and when I'm walking from the train station to work. I have mm-hmm. Scrivener on my phone and I just sort of am in this environment where there's, where there's so much around me that for some reason I can just kind of like turn inward and get writing done. Um, It's really odd. I have written thousands and thousands of words on my commute.
2: Uh, Yeah, for me, it's, um, a little bit more location based. Uh, there are certain coffee shops where Mm -hmm. I know if I go there, I'm going to be productive versus other coffee shops where I know if I go there, I'm going to be miserable. Um, And it's sort of like it has to have good coffee. The coffee bar area can't be too noisy. The place can't be too crowded. And the seating has to be comfortable. And even then, sometimes there just has to be a certain vibe that gets me into it. So uh, unfortunately, it can get kind of expensive sometimes because I'm Mm -hmm. always buying a coffee. And I'm a bit of a sweets person, so I always Mm -hmm. buy a cookie or a brownie or something with it. Um, but I know that if I'm having trouble being productive, I need to go to one of these two coffee shops.
0: Yeah, so we're we're just about at the point of our episode where we need to uh, get John's recommendation for some reading materials. John, do you want to give your uh, your pitch for James Clear? James Clear.
1: James Clear. Yeah, that's a, it's a newsletter that I discovered a couple months ago. So James Clear writes a, a, about a lot of topics that uh, relate to the creative entrepreneur's lifestyle. Um, I think it extends to anybody who just wants to be more productive, uh, whatever their lifestyle may be. Um, he, he covers health, um, productivity. He talks about um, how to get pro- projects done. Um, so it's more, it's more along those lines. Um, but it's a great newsletter. He sends two out a week um uh, it's his website's easy to find you can you can either just google James Clear uh, or it's Jamesclear.com um, and uh, all of his articles are available for free on his website He has a habits training um, workshop if that interests you and it's it's quite popular I think I think he has 350,000 subscribers to his newsletter and he has a book that's coming out through one of the major, the big five publishers, uh, in a year or two. Um, but I mean, I love it. I, I, am very intentional about the newsletters I subscribe to. I unsubscribe to something if I find that I'm never getting anything out of it. But his is one that I, I look forward to in my, in my inbox. Um, lots of tips that he shares. Uh, in fact, a lot of the things I talked about today, different techniques for, uh, ways to overcome procrastination, um, picked up lots of little things, from his newsletters over time so i highly recommend it
0: excellent that's uh JamesClear.com. yes um so in, as i mentioned earlier I, I spend far too much time looking for digital solutions for productivity management uh, for task management really because i have a lot of different uh tentacles touching a lot of different things right now um but i've found that like when it comes like when it comes down to is the, ter- is the term brass tacks? I don't know if it's the term, but when it comes down to the sort of the essence of staying on task, a, a paper and pen journal has been the most effective way for me to get through a day productively. I write down the things I need to do. If it's three things or if it's eight things or whatever it is, they could be totally disparate from each other and not connected to the same project. But if I physically write down these these items and then I go through the list, It's like, this is what I'm doing next, and then I leave the paper somewhere, and then I go do the thing, and I've found that that just works for me. And so I, as a result, I now collect notebooks and pens uh, almost obsessively, Um, and I keep one with me at almost all times. Um, Even though I have digital solutions for tracking sort of longer-term stuff, I keep my day-to-day in pen and paper. Um, What do you guys use?
2: Uh, I use a day planner like a school agenda planner Uh, similar to you I need to write out the um, different tasks that I need to do unfortunately I have a habit of when I get behind on things I close that daily planner and I put it away and I don't pull it out until I feel like I'm on top of things again but I can't get on top of things if I don't have my to-do list in front of me so it's a bit of a vicious circle Um, so this Recording this episode is reminding me that, you know what, maybe I should pull that out and take a look and not feel bad about, you know, missing the things that were on there in the last four weeks since I last opened it. Uh, but yeah, like you, I need to write it down pen and paper uh, in a daily planner thing, because if I have it on technology, I'm not going to look at it, unfortunately.
1: I'm a bit of a hybrid. Um, I I use Asana. I. Um, it works for me because i i use the desktop version and i have it saved in my bookmarks bar for my chrome browser so as soon as i go in um it's just in it's sort of ingrained routine for me that i click on the asana tab and i have asana open all day long um and i i sort it into list format however um i find that most of the time, there is more to do in a day than I can get done. Uh, so lately I've been moving to simple to-do list, like sticky note. Um, at the day before I will write out about five to six things that, you know, they're not giant projects or there's, they're, you know, things I could get done in about an hour or so and it'll be my goal to get through that and that and it'll be based on what I know is on my to-do list so anything that's under a deadline um or you know if I you know need to just make certain progress or there's something that I know has got to get done and it'll get forgotten about because I'm too busy um I I kind of sift from Asana um but then of course if I have a good day and I get through everything then my wind down process is to then look at my to-do list and Kind of analyze that, and there's a couple other short, small things I can do? Sometimes tasks are only five, ten minutes. It's just checking in on something that I don't want to forget about, um, and uh, then I'll make my next day's list based on looking at that in the next day. So that that tends to be the process that's working for me right now, anyway.
0: Great. Um, so we are at time, um, and it sounds like we pretty much just did our final thoughts. So before I give the mic to John to give his uh, homework, which I think is actually really helpful. Um, Spoiler alert. I already know what it is. Um, I do want to give one final tip, which is get enough sleep. Um, It's something that a lot of people forego. Um, It's a frustrating thing that we have to do this for like a third of our lives, Um, but there is no pill yet that can make sleep not necessary there's there are plenty of pills that can make you not want to sleep or unable to fall asleep but don't do that stuff because it's not actually helpful
1: i mean i'll 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 give my closing exercise here um but before i do i I, you know i think that what you mentioned about sleep that really resonates with me and uh, i think we should at some point have a follow-up episode just on sleep and lifestyle because that is as much as a part of productivity and the work that we do as writers
2: as the work itself. It can be the pajama party episode. Okay. I am up yeah. oh, hey. like that. Yeah. <laughs> no <bitch> feed, so
1: <laughs> too bad, I guess. Yeah. Um well, uh okay, so Elon, you you're right, you know what this is and and um so fortunately you get to have another journal you can add and try this one out on. But for those who don't, um, this this exercise involves getting a little journal. Uh, it could be a notebook or or whatever, and devote it to tracking what distracts you. So you can bring it with you when you work. Um, so whatever whatever your creative work is, so it's during your writing time or when you're doing stuff that you need to stay focused and you wanna you wanna not be. Um, procrastinating uh, in this journal what you do is every time you catch yourself doing something that is not the work that you're should you should be doing write it down um, uh, just sort of your, your your goal is to just treat it like a mirror uh, it could be that I picked my phone up and I checked a text message and then I noticed I had a Facebook notification I went into Facebook and it was an important thing. I went in and got involved in a chat, and then when I closed it, I realized I should check my, my game, and you know, like it could be that kind of thing. And the purpose is that you're kind of um, making it, putting it out there, because a lot of times distraction is invisible to us. So, um, you know, use this journal. You might not need to keep going. You might You might find just doing it for a week or two will give you enough of a pattern, but it's just, it's a good practice so you can just be more aware of what it is that distracts you and uh, then looking for patterns, you might come up with some solutions, some things you can try to counter those.
0: That is an excellent prompt, I'm going to be doing that immediately. Um, thank you both for uh, your time, thank you everyone, don't get too hard on yourself if you have not had a productive day and tune in next week.